And just like that. Just like that. LT, we back again, man. Crap. Yeah, we in here. Yeah, man. How have you been? Oh, man. I've been Gucci, man. Doing great. Doing great. Oh, yeah. Saving the world, you know, running around. The busiest person I know. <sighs> Your phone stays hot. It do. It Every does. time I'm trying to, like, get a hold of you, I, I'm like, dude, like, you're just, just elusive, man. I have to, like, near damn send a bat signal somewhere in Skype or for you to... You got to filter through a lot, man. Filter through a lot, man. I respect it. That's why I respect the time that you put in to come out here and, you know, and, and vibe with us. Appreciate you, man. You're a family man, too, man. You got priorities, so. Yeah. Yeah. We got like to gotta, gotta wiggle it in there. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fact fans all over the world. Hmm. We're doing a first for our show, and this is episode eight, right? Something like that. We... Together with the internet, mm. <laughs> have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Texas's very own Cam G. What's up, Cam? Yo, yo, what's up, my brother? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure having you on our show. Um, yeah, man. So, Cam, do you mind sharing with the audience, the listenership, um, what do you do and what makes you, uh, uh, just a guest for this uh, who's Who's fighting show? I mean, share with the people oh, your credentials. Oh, uh, yeah, so I like, uh, like I told you before, I like to uh, think of myself as a an ambassador for boxing, someone that's teaching the sport, sharing the sport, um, so people can maybe go watch it, um, maybe go compete, especially young younger athletes. So I, I spend a lot of time training um, all levels of people, and I've been doing this about eleven years now. Mm. And uh, started yeah. out with starting a boxing club after I played football in college uh, with my homeboy James Jones. Shout out to James. Shout out Jones. to James. Yeah, yeah, James Jones. And then uh, Earl Gibbons was who was a professional out of Wichita, Kansas. He taught me, and I feel like he taught me really. You know, gave me a lot of knowledge to really go out here and and share it. You know, so and that's what I've been doing. So and I'm having fun with it. Salute to JJ and Earl. Um, I remember yeah. uh, just a quick history and how, even how I know uh, how I know Cam is. Mm. We went to the same college and just being yeah. in that same area or the same vicinity, you tend to pick out people that share a little bit of your same passions. And mm. I, and I used to All see right. Cam. Uh, I think he was working with Earl that time in, in the in the school rack, and they had like a designated space mm -hmm. where they would work on the heavy bag and just literally stick to fundamentals and you know most people that come to track to to just box and you see them everything looks pretty with the mitt the mitts everything right. looks good with the bag but i would see right. these guys with like resistance bands and just working on footwork and turning and pivoting and moving and i'm like wow and now yeah. later on that i you know got deeper into the into the sport i understand the, the foundation of of the footwork and you could expand on that a little bit more as a trainer oh how, yeah how yeah. big is that yeah so when i start out with somebody that's fresh like we spend almost that whole first workout um going over footwork and i really just kind of changed it recently just to make it more fun for my clients to kind of throw in some punches because if i was going to be you know bringing up a real uh, fighter you know we were, we would spend you know a while without throwing punches because i think it's just that important yeah. Um, we can, we can, you can utilize the skill sets that are, you know, in you naturally to throw punches, but the footwork really has to be, to be drilled into the second nature. So yeah. I believe in that wholeheartedly. So footwork, footwork, footwork. Yeah. 
So, um, LT, you have any questions? Man, what's what's your genesis, man? Where you from? Like, so yeah, uh, I'm from I'm from Dallas, Texas. So I went to DeSoto High School out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to DeSoto, and then that's when I went to college out there at Emporia State in mm-hmm. Kansas and played football out there. And uh, that's how I actually got into boxing. I actually just was just miserable playing <laughs> or not playing, I guess you would say. And um, that's really what, that's really what turned me into boxing. So I just brought that back to Texas with me and uh, training some gyms out here. And now just, you know, doing a little freelance and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I'm back, I'm back, yeah. In, I'm back in Dallas right now. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Cam, I have a question for you. Uh, lately, yeah. um, my girl got me a, got me a, a Apple watch that kind of counts my movements and my calories. Yeah. And I won't lie to you, boxing is like a cheat code. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Like whenever I'm putting it, using it as an exercise, I like I can run my three right. miles and burn maybe a cool five to eight, five to like six hundred. But if I'm boxing for like thirty minutes, it burns more. Like how, as a trainer and a, an advocate for boxing, especially now that we're getting older, that stress on the knees, stress on right. the shins, running, you can't, you know, you can't just be doing that to your body and tearing it like that. As a trainer, like what just explain more on how boxing can be good for you because you're not putting so much pressure on your hips and your knees if you're well, trying to lose weight or right shape. so i can i can speak for myself because i was a really big weightlifter when i was uh, competing in football and then i as i transitioned to boxing i've done more uh you know uh, body weight resistance some things you saw i was doing when i started out um, and it's really taking a lot of pressure off my joints, off my shoulders, off my knees. And then one thing that uh, people don't really consider um, is the flexibility in our ankles. Like we really don't bend our ankles um, in our everyday life. And you you need, you know, it's, it's made, you can make a, a full circle with it. it. It needs to be moved, it's, you know, it needs, it needs mm-hmm. to oil those joints, you know, so right, to speak. Right. So, you know, the jump roping, the footwork and, all that stuff you're you're getting at in boxing. Your knees, your, your knees aren't, you know, your knees aren't bent all the way. There's a slight knee bend, and that's that's helping you out. You're turning your hips, you're turning your core, you're, you're moving your shoulders in there. You can do a shadow boxing workout and not put any weight uh, weight on you and burn, you know, a ton of calories and get a great workout in. Like it's been many days where I go shadow box for. 40 minutes and I'm drenched in sweat and I'm tired, you know, and I needed that just to take the tension off of my knees, you know, shoulders, whatever it may be. So I really recommend it for people that are trying to switch it up, maybe uh, don't want to put so much pressure on a certain uh, certain part of the body. You can use boxing um, to to uh, to pivot. Right. Pun intended. Right. uh, to something else, you know, and right. it's, it's 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 a overall just a, a good feeling, man. I, I've never felt better. Like, yeah. you know, doing everything else with, with boxing, you just feel accomplished. You know, right. it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it tough. It is, and that's on a training aspect. But you're talking about with these professionals, we talk <laughs> about. But even just to just train, it's, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, even just for just the casual, what they call it, leisure boxer who's trying to just, you know, hit the, you know, just to burn something. Would you right. categorize just casual boxing training as a heat type of workout, like a high intensity uh, interval type? Because if you're yeah. doing combinations, jump rope, like back and forth, uh, was it categorized because of its 
I don't know. I'm not a trainer, so I'm just trying to figure it out so I can know how to, you know, punch in my, you know, training stuff on my watch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a hit, um, a hit style workout. That was another phrase that I was. That's funny you brought that up because I was just doing some research on it. I don't think I have it pulled up right now, but that's neither here nor there. But definitely, yes, definitely a, a hit uh, style workout. But in boxing, we spend a little more time in our our I guess your red zone where your, right. your heart rate is near its its maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes they you know doctors recommend against that but you can't avoid it in boxing you have to mm-hmm. hit that zone to uh to be able to to be strong for the next encounter right you know so those guys that got really high uh work rates their their engines are a little bigger they've they've pushed right. their, their red zone you right. know for a, great, a good amount of time so um yeah definitely definitely is a hit hit style workout with more emphasis on uh, pushing towards that red zone, which is like 90% of your maximum yeah. heart rate. Yeah, I used to uh, have a friend of mine um, that is heavy on to heavy in in, in the boxing world, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, um, I don't remember his last name, but I just named him as Jimmy. I was gonna say hello, but he's not his name. That's another Jimmy. But <laughs> Jimmy, uh, back in the day, was heavy into boxing and his whole idea of boxing is when you're working out as a boxer it's you versus you literally it's just you are defeating yourself so Mm. he put it in a way that you're gonna hit that you have to hit the wall you have to hit if you're hitting the Mm. bag you're gonna hit the bag to your your hands like yo i don't even have the same humph i don't even have the same you know whip to my punch i don't even have and he literally said it's literally tearing you down and and it, it, it disciplines you because it shows you that the first time you're in there, three minutes is a long time. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. one minute is a long time. And, you know, yeah. in day-to-day life, it's just one minute. I could do that for one minute. Okay, go yeah, hit that. I think so. <laughs> go, go, for, go for a spar- a real, like, light spiring, like, 60% for one minute. And, 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 and even just the movement and the adrenaline, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be tired. Mm-hmm. So he, he, used to, he used to always, like... And this, he used to just always like let me know. And that time I was not even boxing, but he would tell me that yeah, it's a mental sport. It's really you versus you. Let me ask you this: I I need a quick rundown. Who is some of your favorite fighters? Um, Mm. like like right now, all time. Oh, all time. That's a really that's a that's a great question because I got I got a lot of. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to go old to new. So I like. uh, Willie Pep. Oh, uh, Willie Pep is like master defense, master footwork, like so far ahead of his time. Uh, Jersey Joe Walcott, heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, also something similar to that. Um, you got, I mentioned Archie Moore. Archie uh, Moore. Yeah, like you get real technical. He does like the cross style mm-hmm. defense. I think he had the most, uh, the most knockouts of all time, I think. I think I think that's Archie Moore, yeah. um, uh, George Foreman, of course, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, <laughs> Marvin Hagler. I love Marvin War. Hagler. Probably War. Yeah, Marvin Hagler. I try to like mimic his like his no, intensity. Sorry. Like when you, when I go train, I try to like I'm Marvin Hagler, like because that that dude was not. Nah, he he is going through a brick wall every time. <laughs> you know, unrelenting. Yeah. Um, you get more modern. Uh, I was a real big Rick and Dial fan. Really liked his footwork and his amateur career. 
Um, you know, I'm from Dallas, so Earl Spence, uh, I like mm-hmm. Crawford, I like both of the, both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm gonna narrow that huge list down, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, Sh- uh, Sugar Ray Robinson mm-hmm. um, and Marvin Hagler. Okay. Yeah. See, marvelous Marvin. I, well, I was gonna say because I said war, and I thought I, I know for a fact because Marvin Hagler is also on my top five, right? Mm. And uh, for some reason, I thought that was uh, uh, Hearns, and I remembered I had to just catch myself. I'm like, you're right. It's Marvin. There's that famous video of him running in the snow. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he's yelling war, mm-hmm. and he was just intimidating, bro. Yeah, boy, <laughs> just intimidating. Intense. Yeah. I've never seen anybody more intense than that dude. And, and he was always ready. He was always ready to fight. Like he came yeah. in tip top shape. Like yeah. he, it was not a game. And I, I really, res- I really, yeah, rest in peace. I really respect that. And yeah, we fighting past, professional. I was like, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, Cam so, yeah, uh, G, you want to be part of this next session, which yeah, is a seg- segment right here where we talk about uh, what happened. Last weekend, mm. or last fight weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Week. I'm here. All right, so let's go with the big one first. All right, all right. Let's talk about Jorge Linares versus our guy, David Haney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to say friend of the show, even though he's never been here, but we talk about him <laughs> and that crop of of, uh, of lightweights. Future of the sport. Yeah. Future of the sport. Hey, I, I'll even I'll keep my my thoughts for last because you know if, I think people will call me a fanboy for that that group, but I'll just let I'll let let's LT man lead it off and then Cam let's go. All right, okay. so Haney won by unanimous decision um, for WBC lightweight title. Uh, so I'll start by saying uh, I think he kind of took a step up as far as his offensive work goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the work that he was putting in the body. The jab is always solid. Uh, he's got a fast jab, got some real good snap to it. Uh, yeah, um, there's some work left to be done on the defensive end. Um, all up until now, all of Lenar's fights have ended. Oh, all of his losses ended in KO. Up until now, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, this is gonna be my knock. Uh, go back one fight, Haney wasn't able to put Gamboa away either. Oh. So. Does that create questions about his power? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because you you fight you fight in an older an older you know respected you know not to say uh, to diminish him at any means, but if you fight an older fighter at that point in his career, you expect to the young guy, twenty two years old, to like really you know go in on him mm-hmm. um really right. show that that force but at the same time he, he put on a good show it's just yeah. right i think you, you just have the, the expectation from from someone like him and we, they may not be who he is because like you right. said the jab was great the jab was great probably best in the game yeah probably one of the it. one of the best jabs in the game yeah it was it was a really great uh jab display he showed but then when he got hurt that was kind of troubling for me because i'm like well when you get in here with uh lopez or or lomachenko you're potentially be hurt early in the fight yeah and are you able to recover from that so that was i guess that's just a question mark because i really like him mm-hmm. i like his style um but i don't i don't really see the the power i think it's more maybe more like a natural thing Mm-hmm. As far as him, because I think he didn't cut. I don't think Lenars has a history of getting cut. I don't think he got cut that fight either. Mm. 
Yeah, he has a he has thick cartilage on his side. Yeah, he got beat up with it. Yeah, I he wanna, got you up. know, you want to make them, you know, make them who they are. Right. You know, make yeah. them cut, you know, yeah. give yourself an advantage. But I mean, that we're just nitpicking, or at least I yeah. am. But yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it was a good show, though. I mean, but you yeah. kind of got to because we judging them against this great class right. and we want to yeah. know gotcha. where we want to rank them. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. really, like, we. Do we do we okay, I know you I know your answer to this. Do we consider Ryan Garcia in that in that crop? In the lightweight? Or he's not he's not proven. I'm let my I let our guests go first. I, I think he has the ability to be so. I mean he's mm-hmm. definitely been been postured the right way, which is I mean, boxing is it's a big show. It's mm-hmm. like it's like wrestling. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's been propped up, but at the same time you can you can look and see. We can look and see. Sometimes, you know, you can't really account for speed and timing. Yeah. Or was it timing beat speed? But what if you got timing and speed? Hmm. What can you do? Um, even with his lack of head movement. Yeah. So he doesn't. I mean, he still needs to fight somebody. Um, you know, the let I watched that last one against the 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 British guy, Luke Campbell. Mm-hmm. But you know. That, I guess that's yet to be to be seen, but I think you can see it. You know, you see mm-hmm. the speed, you see you see the power. I think uh, that gives him a chance. Yeah. That gives him a chance. Yeah, sure. I, uh, so my take on on Haney uh, Lanier is, um, I knew it was going to be a te- a test because we know Lanier is going to push. He's he's, he's right. going to fight like how he fights. You know, yeah. he's uh, on like the thing is, if we want to talk about Gamboa, Gamboa. The, what what Tank did to Gamboa is not what people do to Gamboa right. most of the time. We have to know that he's aging and he's an elite. Like Gamboa is elite, uh, and that's the knock that they were kidding Haney with. Like you see what Tank did to Gamboa and he took you for the twelve. But in my to my eyes, I thought Haney picked Gamboa apart. Like he broke his spirit, kind of. Even though you lose, you lost unanimously, but it was more of a masterclass type of thing, right? The way he fought Lanira is still like let's say the uh, the tenth round. Yeah, the tenth round. Well, yeah, round. I think he, he won every. Right he won all of them. He was he was yeah. just about from just the about. beginning to the end. He was working that jab so beautiful. He was you know combination out of com- off off com- after combination and mm-hmm. something you showed me in that fight that I've never seen him is working the inside like how he worked the inside. Right. Like, I know yeah. he's he's very good at distance fighting. He's a lot longer than what people think. Mm-hmm. He has really mm-hmm. long arms and uh, and that's one thing that when. Um, was it Floyd that used him to spire while getting ready for uh forgot which fighter, but Floyd used to use him a lot. Uh, yeah, he was in yeah. camp for sure. He was in a camp and yeah. because he's 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 small, but he has long arms and mm-hmm. he knows how to use that jab. That's why his jab is so so good in that division, is mm-hmm. his length. Uh, but he fought inside. And I'm like, are you serious? You know what Lanieras is? Like <laughs> he, the short check. Yeah. He did get caught. He looked wobbly. He smiled it off. And then of course eleven and twelve he was he was hugging a little bit. But yeah. to me, I, I thought, say a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. A lot. At, at a least lot. two out of the three minutes. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, he did what he had to do to survive. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, and that's that's what my to my point is like, you know, when you put him up against the other top notch competition. Right, you know, there's potential to be hurt in those in those championship style fights. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just not gonna. Even with his, he had really good defense, and uh, Lenar's is just really experienced. You know, found a way through. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm uh It was like I said, it was a good show. Good show right. for sure. It was a good show. 
Um, do we want to move on to the next? Yeah, one? let's go. Let's talk about Nonito mm-hmm. versus I don't know. I don't know how to say the Filipino boxer's name, but I'll say Nordine. Nordina. No, I don't. I don't. I won't. I won't butcher it. <laughs> but he uh, uh, Nonito won that by KO. Mm-hmm. I missed that. I didn't watch that. I think that was on PBC. I was uh, I was on uh, I was on the zone. But so did you catch that? Did Did you catch that? Yeah, I, I, I caught it. Um, I actually watched it today, actually. Right, right. And so I'm going to uh, give a quick run through before we go through that. Yeah. To me, it looks like that was kind of a, a setup fight. Like the Nordin, he's got a few. Well, he had 18 total fights. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they were trying to build him up real quick. Because that's. Yeah. And then Nordin's got like close to 50. So there's one of those guys that try to run, rush through there. But go ahead, jump in right. there. Right, right, yeah. He had uh, was he's coming in at seventeen and zero, and um, looked like he fought the one of the new way. I can't mm-hmm. see the one of the Japanese fighters. He's got a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we haven't beat beat that guy. But he actually didn't look like his stylistically didn't look bad, man. The Nonito just beat the crap out of that dude. <laughs> Like, I was like, damn. <laughs> is, is there a new crop of, like, Filipino fighters, like, from the Manny Pacquiao? Because I know the Japanese fighters are, are starting to get ranked. Yeah, right. The, 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 the Japanese fighters I, are coming up. Yeah, man. The I can't say. I always mess up yeah. his name. In new ways, he's excellent, bro. He's yeah. excellent. But um, on uh, Donito was, like, 38. And then yeah. Manny's 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's something with the diet or just the passion to fight, but you know, to fight at that age is crazy. And yeah. he 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 be, he put a beating on dude. So yeah. Um, I mean I mean damn, I I was impressed. Um, just to, just to, when you just maul somebody, you know when you yeah. just you know just plow over them, it's like you right. gotta take yeah. notice of that. He got sunned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that was I was surprised to see that for sure. All right, now we're gonna transition to our next week. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's take a little break and uh, we'll be back with the next half of our show. And we're back again. Yay, yay. So we were transitioning to the next half of our show when we talk about what's gonna be happening. Hey. So, LT? Yeah. Cam G? Yo. Who's fighting? Who's fighting? So we're looking at UFC Jair Rosenstrike versus Strike. Augusto Saki. Mm. Rosenstrike, a legend from K1. He's from the Netherlands. I think it's Surrey. Is it called Surrey? That the Netherlands uh, country that they all the black people are from? Like Surrey? Mm. Suriname? I don't know how to say Good it. But Suriname. Uh, he's a kickboxing legend. Got clipped by Francis Ngannou pretty bad because he was talking crap. Uh, I mean, this is like one of those fights you don't have to pay for. It's going to be on right. ESPN+. Plus. Well, you got to subscribe to that. You do have to subscribe to that. Man, um, give me. But yeah, um, I'll give it to Rosenstrike. I've not seen Augusto, uh, Augusto fight, uh, so I'll give it to Rosenstrike. I mean, he's a legit heavyweight. Uh, right. Top 10, I think, in the heavyweight. So I'll give it to Rosenstrike. What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking at finishes from Rosenstrike, 
He's a legend. I'm, 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 I'm liking what I'm seeing. Striking ability. It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to bet against that. Yeah. That's yeah. He's a legit like six four, two hundred and I think his walking weight is like two hundred sixty. That's that's he a has big to dude. Slim, slim yeah. down to like. I think he's fighting weight maybe like a two, two forty five. All right, you you okay? So you right? So he's Suramese. Sur- yeah, six two, two fifty five. So you oh, you're pretty you're pretty on point. Yeah, seventy eight inch reach. He's a big guy. He's mm-hmm. a big guy, and he has for a big guy who's that limber with it, like he's kick a kick. He's always right. he always yeah, he amuses me. Yeah, it always moves me. It, I mean, it amuses me when you see a big dude being able to to kick <laughs> kick your head off. But yeah, I mean. We all we all go with uh, Rosenstrike. Yeah, that's just a safe bet. Safe yeah. bet. My other guy looking real. I don't know. You know, you yeah. get a very novice opinion right here. I'm gonna go with Rosenstrike. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Usually we look back sometimes uh, for what we decided. Like I know with the like L- Lanieras and and Haney, we knew who we knew what's gonna do that. But yeah. Like I mean, seldomly do we dis- disagree. <laughs> we right. But this one here mm-hmm. is gonna be interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about the style bender, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, right. Italy's very own. I'll, you already know who I'm gonna say, so let's skip yeah. strap. We, I mean, we we touched on this uh, mm-hmm. a little while back, man. We seen them go up in weight, mm-hmm. which it just it didn't translate. It, it didn't translate. So lesson learned. Um, he was dominated on the mat, per se. Yeah. So he he coming back for the get back. Yeah, but if, you, if the last time this is the second time they fight, the last time right. they fought, uh, Vittori kept him on the mat, and I think he was the first guy who exposed that vulnerability to his wrestling skills because mm. Adesanya is is a is is a, is a very elite striker. So right. uh, you know, like we always have these conversations. Wrestlers transition good to striking, but strikers don't like it's wrestling. The, it's the pinpoint, man. It's just pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, you know. If he keeps that distance, he's he's long enough, he's strong enough to keep that distance and, and avoid takedowns. I mean, I, I I would say my take. I think it's gonna be a knockout in the in the in the third round of a five five round championship. Mm. KMG, yeah, I like my guy. Uh, if he take down defense. Is one of the one I do know, y'all run down. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah. if if he if he can maintain this his advantage, uh, which is you know striking, staying on on his feet, uh, it, sh- it should be a dub for him for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna give you this unique perspective. I think he's such a prideful guy that since he took his L that way, he's gonna he's gonna try to prove something. I can see that too. That's a, that's uh, yeah. A, yeah that, I can see that, but they might so not it, be a smart move. Sub, if he pulls a submission, <laughs> if he submits, dude, I'll be like, okay, hey man, I didn't expect that, but right. You know, a line, a line, what's that? A line doesn't lose its stripes or some stuff like that. You know, you are who you are. You, you right. Wash a lion stripe. I mean, not a tiger. Sorry, doesn't lose its stripes. You know, it goes through like a ringer of washing and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, let's go into Bellator. Mm-hmm. Douglas mm-hmm. Lima versus uh, Yar- Yaroslav. Mm-hmm. Asmov. As- Slo- you know, I'm dyslexic. I'm not going to say it. But. Bro, it, it really is a tongue twister. It's like Yaroslav. <laughs> Yar- Yaroslav. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, Yaroslav. A, it's a real life tongue twister. Yeah. It sounds like an insult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll go to our Bellator uh, pundit over here. So, I, you know, he. So, Amoslav has a win 
over our, you know, one of my personal favorites, one of the Bellator greats, David Rickles, mm-hmm. submission of Bellator 225. That's back in two, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. That was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, he's 25 and 0, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas Lima's got a, a couple, well, he's got a few L's. He's got 40 matches overall, wow. 32 and 8. Um, and he's coming off of the United decision loss mm-hmm. against uh, Gerard Musai. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's, it's kind of a toss up because he's he's got the win. Yeah, Lima's is the one who's got the win over MVP. Yeah, with the KO. Yeah. Um. So if I had to pick, I'm, I'm gonna take Lima off the strength of that. I would say um, just using my minimum knowledge of fight psychology is there's something to defend when you have a zero. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a little, I mean, it's sometimes, it's like your Achilles heel. It's something that you can defend or something that you're just nervous that the guy who has got over with the loss is now calm and relaxed. And I think fighting is a calm man. Sports a relaxed man. Sports a thinking man sport. But I, I, I think the dog is the person that really wants to save that zero. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with, um, I'll go with uh, Yaroslav mm-hmm. okay. to pull that one off. KMG. Yeah, I'm 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 just kind of just doing some surface level stuff. I'm I'm liking Yaroslav. I like I like his movement. I like his uh I think he got the right physique too. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking that. I'm like I'm I'm a soft. And then I'm gonna give y'all a quick uh he's pretty balanced. Mm. Uh, when you look at his 25 matches, mm-hmm. nine by knockout, ten by submission, six by decision. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we he doesn't really have a like a an identity per se. Right. There's something to say about people that just knock out people. Like that shows that you are yeah, vulnerable yeah. because you've not seen the deeper waters of, mm-hmm. you know. Like I always, it scares me. Like when you talk about, and I'm sorry, this is like a random tangent, but like you talk about Shannon, uh, Shannon the Cannon, mm-hmm. most first round knockouts. But you know, like psychologically, if you could take, he comes in hot. You know, mm-hmm. if you could take that. Right. I mean, kind of like mentally, I played uh, played him in a place where now let's see what you can do when your best is taken out of you so yeah mm. that's a good assessment man so i i mean having that balanced uh, might, of wins that that's that's good i might I'm have to eat. he looks like a balanced fighter just checking him out i mean i might have to eat my words come back next week but hey stick with lima <laughs> <laughs> all right this yeah. is where the bell rings we're going into boxing Ooh, i'm excited about this one okay we have Bo- Bro- uh, brogdon Demu uh, versus Dal, uh, Daniel Dubois. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fellas, let's this, talk about it. This is kind of Cam G's wheelhouse, man. All right. Yeah, I'm a- yeah. I'm I'm uh, looking for Dubois to come in and really improve on that that showing he did last on the last one where he had to uh, take the a knee for the knee eye for the eye injury. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, he just did not look good to me during that fight, uh, fighting fighting uh, Big Big Joe Joyce. Yeah, he just did not look like a contender. Like he looked like a professional, you know, yeah. no doubt. But as far as ascending to that that level, and sometimes I think the UK fight media like hypes up their fighters in such Absolutely. a way where we're like, oh, you know, he's, he's this, he's that. But <laughs> reality, he's just a good fighter. <laughs> but. Uh, but maybe not that elite. So I want to see him like just you know wipe this dude off, you know the new like you know because <laughs> that's how he was how he was advertised. But mm. it might be one of those things where it just turns into a 
you know, a, a heavyweight fight or one punch could could, could do you in. If we if we keeping it a buck though, everything that the UK putting out right now is is killing this side of the pond in the heavyweight division. Um, in the heavyweight division, yes, and that's and that's where it's at. That's yeah. definitely. I mean, uh, that, I mean, it's been that's been just that keeping it a buck. Even when I was a kid, I mean, we count a Lennox as a Canadian or a British fighter. I don't know. Nah, man, we talk about Frank Bruno. I'm gonna let. Yeah, they've always had, they've always had some good fighters that moved over and did something, um, and were uh, champions. It's just the problem is this, like he said, there are the hype train. They're worse than, they're worse than um, the hype work that a Don King would do. They, (laughs) they really, uh, I mean, with the exception of Eddie Hearns, who's a good manager and promoter, but yeah, like like, they. They, their fighters are rock stars, man. They're selling out Wembley. Sure they're, they're doing stuff that none of our top three heavyweights can do. No, like, I mean, what does that say? Is it, is it, is it, are they a hype train or are they just good promoters? It's a, it's a fighting culture. Are they, are they just better yeah. promoters? They, just be, they might just be better promoters over there. Okay, it's, it's, it's okay. Forgive me. This is cult. It's not culture sensitive, but I would say they're the Mexico of the world. Like outside Mexico, the way Mexico sprouts their fighters, mm-hmm. and everyone fills up that stadium when on on, on um Cinco de Mayo. That's them for the heavyweights. We're gonna we're gonna save the rest of that conversation for a later date. I need your pick on this and your assessment. Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Double D. I'll go with uh, Daniel Du Bois. Mm-hmm. Uh, dust off that L. Um, he's gonna win in impeccable fashion. He's gonna knock out dude, and he's gonna be back into the conversation of of a highly ranked uh, young prospect. All right, I'm gonna save mine for last because of this. So I have an interesting perspective because I actually seen Bogdan Dinu fight here yeah, at yeah. Oh wow! At the casino. Uh, you fought Baby Miller? Exactly. Historically, this was the fight. He lost to Jarrell Miller. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll go back and I'll say, remember I was telling you this. I'm watching the fight and I'm like, what is Jarrell doing? I don't know if it's four or five rounds. I'm like, what is he doing? I said, the body is wide open. And there's a lady that was, I, I was sitting pretty close. There's a lady sit, uh, in his corner, you know, middle-aged uh, lady. And she stands up and she goes, go to the body, go to the body. And then <laughs> Jarrell throws his hook to the body. And I swear it sounded like a medicine ball. When you when you slam a medicine ball into the wall. Oh, <laughs> that's the oh. And this was the this was the setup after that. This was the setup for uh he was supposed to fight AJ. AJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, so before, this yeah. Yeah. The doping thing. But so I say all that to say this. Uh the boat need to go to the body. He leave that body exposed. Go to the body if he yeah. can. Do the if Ray Jones uh, brand body head, body head. Is it no? Yeah, yeah body head. That was right. his, that yeah. was his thing. Body head. Babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he can, if he can do That's some work on the still. yeah body man. Head. If he can do some work on the inside, he you know he got a, he got a shot. My man's is six five though, so if he working that jab, the bow is oh also he's, he's, six five. He's, he's, he's yeah, big, seventy eight inch reach. He he, he don't have really of a big reach for six five though, Debo. His hands are a little stocky. I mean, I mean, I may be wrong. He's more like com, like a compact yeah. style. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not like a six five with a seven something. Seven yeah. three. These are interesting cats because like for old dogs, they they only got like twenty fights on their records. Du Bois is like twenty one. How old is twenty two? Yeah, the boy is a young cat. He's, he's like the young one out of there. 23. 23. 23. Okay, yeah. he's So they got about 10 years apart. <laughs> I did, and you know, they, we, we talked about it last time. I think our first episode is 
longevity or shelf life for heavyweight versus right. a smaller fighter. I think right. heavyweights get better as they age, mm-hmm. while smaller fighters they yeah. rely on their speed that when they right. get to the thirties they get caught by the young lion because the long lions are just that's why Pacquiao is like a specimen that should be kept in a museum right. draw his blood and see what he's doing at right. something moving like 42 that. Forty two years old. Yeah. Man. So that's why I, I think he's safe, man. Like, you know, you don't become you when when would you say heavyweight's prime is? Thirty? Thirty? Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little lighter than uh, you know, like a Light heavy or even yeah. middleweight, especially welter. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say even like thirty three. Really, that's the prime. Yeah, they're like you can you can really still uh, you know put out a good product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that age as a heavyweight. But, I mean, right. Foreman pushed it till he was fifty. George <laughs> Foreman. Yeah, <pushed> man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, now this is where we hit the hype train. Uh, boxing aficionados, boxing purists. I mean, yeah. You could you could just hit pause and if if you want to have banter, we could have banter. This is the fun part. Let's talk about Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul, fellas. Oof, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's I'll- on a Sunday. That's Wait, not even really? tradition. It's, it's on a Sunday, not a traditional Boxing Day for fights. Man, I did not even that's, know that. Wait, that's this weekend. That's sacrilegious this for weekend. boxing. Yeah. Is it Hard Rock? Is it Hard Rock, Rock. Miami, Miami Dolphin Stadium? I think so. It's crazy. That is crazy. On a Wait, Sunday. Who's broadcasting? Is it Triller? I think Showtime has. has. Because oh, okay. I've been seeing them pushing the, the promo. <laughs> Showtime have. They've, they work with Floyd. I did Floyd yeah, the show, yeah, Mr. Floyd Showtime, like with yeah, the 24... Yeah. 24, uh, 40, 40, whatever that thing that he, yeah, yeah, he's the one who started. Yeah, Floyd is a smart business, Mm. man. Um, but for this one, guys, I just don't even know what to say. Man, look, this is like, this is real life. You got to say that out loud first. This is real (laughs) life. This is actually happening. Wow. (laughs) So I'll put it like this. So we look at our greatest legend. Uh, One of our greatest legends. He's had about a YouTuber, bro. This is like crazy. How many recent exhibitions? So we had the Conor McGregor exhibition where he was an actual fighter, but not a boxer. But they put that that was a professional sanctioned fight, which is mm -hmm. come on, man. That counted for him. He he carried him. He right. He carried him what to the eighth round round. and then finished him. Yeah. Yeah. Then he yeah. went overseas. <laughs> I saw that video, against man. The, the Japanese the cat. That, that dude was little. That dude, Floyd is small. Floyd is like five five. And he cashed in. This dude, Floyd looked big. He looked bigger than that dude. That dude looked small. He bro. went overseas and, and, and handled that dude in round one. Like just didn't even <laughs> didn't even give him yeah, no time. He was so, ready. Wow, man. Predictions. Oh, Predictions. Yeah, the meme that came out of the the, the build up for this fight is so funny. With uh. Or Paul stealing Floyd's hat. Right. That is that's that was that was genius. <laughs> Got your hat. That was genius. Got I mean, hat. these kids, man, I always have to I have to give it to them. They are marketing marketing yeah. gurus, man. They know how to market themselves. I have to say this. Most people that really get it from the mud may hate it. Especially fighters that are that are put in the work will never get a payday like this. Fighters yeah. that are like in their fiftieth fight with amazing records, I mean, you know, will never get the same payday these dudes are getting. Right. Which I which sucks. But again, it also shows you that something in boxing that we grew up on was the marketability. That's why the UFC is winning is because a lot of these great boxes don't have personality. Mm. 
Yeah. They don't yeah. know how to do it. Like I know it's a PC world that we live in, so the margin of 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 being a shock jock is, is you cannot say the what the stuff Mike Tyson was saying. You know, I don't even want to repeat it on a microphone. <laughs> but that's so fights the whole slapping a dude on a press conference. I think he bit Lennox Lewis's leg or something. Right. He did some yeah. some some stuff, right? Yeah. And. Really, I don't know how Lennox Lewis became as big as he is because his personality was not there. Dry. He was not there. He was very soft-spoken. Right. I mean, he was a great fighter. Probably arguably one of the best, but like still. One of the best jazz of all time. If we look at these new fighters, besides AB, who really really sells a fight? Um, If you want to look at Americans, I mean, none of them. They're not even making the fights. You know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't. I wouldn't know. Like no yeah. one like Tyson Fury. Um, yeah. Wilder. I guess. Would you say Wilder? True enough. Yeah. Wilder only yeah. did one thing that made himself a fight. It was till this day. Right. <laughs> to, right. to this day, that that was that was him really cap, uh, capturing the golden days of boxing, where yeah, before he made the a fight, tag there had to be some some press movements, right? But really, yeah, you're right. It's it's Tyson Fury, uh, Joshua's or oh, Eddie Hearns speaking, and Joshua's quiet. Eddie Hearns responding yeah. back to him, and like the, he's really his mouthpiece. And Wilder, uh, he was never really. I mean, he yeah. did that one thing where he said, "I'll, I'll kill a person in the ring." Right? He he wants to yeah, catch a body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that, that I think in that kind of wrong headline. That's a wild boy. <laughs> and they they were like, "Bro, you can't be saying that." <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like I'll eat your kids like Tyson was saying. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I think I think that's what's really hurting the pockets of and I this hurts me saying this of a, a Crawford or Al Spence. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, that that fight definitely needs to get made, man. Like but who's gonna sell it? I mean, outside because really for the money, it's not for the for us three. It's the people outside boxing that were reason the reasons why Mike Tyson watched fighting. My my mom watched Tyson fight. Yeah, I mean he was an international superstar. He was mm. the, 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 the the classic Michaels from the eighties, like right. Mike Jack, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson. Like who can really transcend besides AB? I mean, AB doesn't have the skills to pay those type of bills, but he does have the personality. Uh, yeah, and anybody trying to see him, so. <laughs> at all and so. with with these two you know um the the fan bases around the the, the cities like omaha i know people from omaha oh yeah in yeah, dallas yeah. they're like yeah. real fanatical but you're right like as far as bringing in outside outside uh, right. viewers to draw those pay-per-view numbers up it's probably not there which is probably why spence is fighting pacquiao right mm-hmm. and now crawford but right the best and, should fight the best and that's why day. That's why Floyd Mayweather created a new age uh, package of how to sell because you can use the internet, you could use being the villain, like some wrestling type of stuff when he moved from pretty boy to money. Yeah. And, and and people like Conor McGregor did it and old dude Dana White was like, Oh, this is my cash cow. Yeah. Conor may not be the top fighter, but he's gonna get the he's gonna get the looks. And Conor stepped on that magic carpet and it took mm-hmm. him to a hundred million, bruh. And then so, leverage that for the whiskey, sold the whiskey right. for like almost eight hundred mil, like crazy, like yeah. smart, right? Be hard, hard yep. for him to get back in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> smart, and I, that's what wow. I want. I want for the boxing. That's why MMA, unfortunately, is is slowly taking the fans, the the, the casual fans, because we talk about the seven, four, uh, no, uh, the. I'm not even doing my math right, but you know, there's. The loyal fan who comes back and buys your stuff. No, it's the right. wait. 
Ah, anyway, there's the mix. There's the person who's a fan. There's the person who's just doesn't care and doesn't want to ever even watch boxing. And there's a person who's just following, you know, get along to, you know, just getting along. Like, what, what are the boys doing? Oh, they have, they have wings and whatever. They're right. not going to get into all Spence because they don't understand the technique <laughs> of that. They want to hear somebody tell you, oh, he talked about his mama. Oh, I'm going to watch that. You know, oh, he did right. this. <laughs> and that's what these little dudes, the Logan brothers are good at. Like, they're good at capturing mm. the teeny boppers on, on, on uh, TikTok. True enough. TikTok, YouTube. And saying, oh, this guy, our, our hero from Nickelodeon channel is fighting the greatest boxer of all time. Let's go watch it. <laughs> so what, what do you what do y'all think about like the criticisms of like the, the boxing purists, the ones that may have turned it off already? <laughs> uh, like about them saying like, you're making a mockery of the sport. It is. Like Logan Paul hasn't had done it. He hadn't done anything to deserve to step in the ring to even spar. To even lace Floyd, man. You know what I'm saying? To lace his gloves. It, it should be. It should be, a, be in that it should be a privilege. And I'm like, this is coming from somebody that's not even like a Floyd fan like that. You know what I mean? So, right. It's, yeah. What, what do you think, Strap? Um, for the purists, I understand. Um, I empathize because now you're looking at revenue that could have been used to help develop a young boxer being spent on because everything is about it's about it's not really about the skills of boxing it's the end product it's the revenue it's the ads it's all these different deals that are being put out there are going into ex exhibition people so now next day lebron james retires he's gonna box and he's gonna make the most money ever because of his brand name and how he is it's now it's like it's the same thing as hip hop. It's not a talent show. It's a popularity contest. So mm. anybody that steps in the ring is just spectacle worthy, and it's like the circus. Like yeah, and I'm accepting it because to be honest, I want to see a non-boxer fighting a boxer, so they could get washed and they could take their butt back home, right? Right. <laughs> but if if something might happen and the boxer gets washed. We'll have this other conversation another time <laughs> on how things are going, but I don't see this. Uh, I don't nah, see this trend happening. happening. I don't see it happening. It's not happening. Woodley versus hmm. uh, Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul have a great that, fight. That might be the turning point. No, that might be the the stop sign for all of this, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That might be it right there. Easy biting more than he could chew. You should have stayed with celebrities, right? Yeah, that one oh, right yeah, there. <laughs> Willie but really he got paid. hands. No, Willie got hands, but yeah, if he getting paid though, that's the end of the day, man. At the end of the day, he he he's getting he getting a check. <laughs> he leverages YouTube stuff into fighting. Oh my god, like you can do yeah. anything. You can, you can do do anything. So I mean, Ben uh, Tyron Willie ain't Ben Asprey. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, hey, and but you know what? That's where the money is in boxing, though. I know the the popularity is in MMA. Yeah, um, it is, you know, more enjoyable to watch at times. Yeah, but the money is still made in boxing. Absolutely, and I think I'm, that's why you, you kind of you do see the uh, the what was it, as ask you and you know, mm -hmm. uh, oh buddy about to, to get in here with the other brother. Um, mm -hmm. That's why you see it because there's money to be made. Right. Yeah. That's it. Here's the here's the other side of that token because we talk about how UFC is more popular, gaining popularity. The unfortunate truth is that this may bring the casual eyes to boxing. 
Absolutely. It's going to bring the casual eyes to boxing. Absolutely. Now, whether or not they stay, who knows? But Yeah, and, and you guys are right. You're absolutely right. If I, if I was a guy who was watching trends and I'm seeing this big spike of UFC going up and getting the casual fans for now, and it's not sustainable because it's such a monopoly mm-hmm. that you only have the UFC, you have Bellator, the two big dogs. But fighters really eat off what they have. They eat what on what they kill, right? So mm-hmm. looking at how free free of a market boxing is and you don't only have one champion you can have multiple champions and there's multiple ways on leveraging on that because advertisers just want to be around uh winners so you're creating more winners while the ufc only got one person for one thing right mm-hmm. and it's all like monopolized and it's a monopoly controlled by the dana whites of this world mm-hmm. and he's the one who selects the fights he's the one mm-hmm. which is good because he's a mark he's an amazing marketer he gives us the fights that we want but the problem is this uh for the fighters how yeah. much will they will they stick to that model of being you know like somebody kills a kill you know somebody goes hunting kills a wild boar and he just gives you a little piece of the meat mm. when you probably the person chasing it to hold it down mm. yeah or would you want a 50 50 split like how boxes like floyd mayweather's broke out of having different promoters to like getting even almost like seats he's i think he was getting in venue money floyd was getting some of that too yeah when he negotiated that also tv 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 rights he was getting that bag and then he was getting also the after bag like uh, depending on what promos are put during his fight or what whatever companies are throwing pro- like he's ridiculous what floyd did to that market of boxing. about to do it again hey and, and it- well this is what this is what other leagues have that uh i guess the ufc don't have is a union mm. gotta unionize mm-hmm. mm. got to and then really continue to press like i don't know fighters like connor if they can you know reach back to you know build a bridge for fighters to have other marketing opportunities and things like that because something that floyd's done i feel like you know put other people on but uh, Dana White not about that, you know. He's trying to get, he trying to he trying mm. to keep the money. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but box, I mean, like I said, it's just bringing casual fans. Uh, we all want to go past this, but uh, you know, Ocho Cinco's fighting on his undercard too. Yeah. Hey. He's so fighting a real boxer though. Yeah, so that's like he's, he's man, fighting a real boxer. But you know, you're in the NFL. That that I don't know about that. That I yeah. don't know. It looks bad. Hey. I don't know. Hey, he he could get knocked out. <laughs> But we're gonna watch. It's gonna fight a real fighter. <laughs> oh man! Hey, we're gonna watch though. So, hey, he talked a lot mm-hmm. of mess. So it's you like to see that translate into the ring. But you know, fighting yeah. can humble, humble you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, fellas. I think we come into the conclusion of our show. It's been great. Yeah, man. It's probably gonna be our longest show. Right. Hey man, we we had company, so I'll put my nice shirt on today. You know? I mean, I tried, nice to. Shirt. I tried to. <laughs> man, the makeup team was slow today, so they didn't patch me up, so I didn't get the shave that I wanted. They cut my hair, you know, I'm receding, so right, right. Man, hey. Just had had to, you know, protect my cranium, you know. Hey, the... do it like me, bro. <laughs> almost there. Hey. Keep it clean. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another great episode of Who's Fighting. Hey, shout out to our guest. Salute to you, Cam G. Thank hey. you for sitting down with us. Virtually. Appreciate it. Appreciate hey, it. You, you want to plug your social media or anything? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. Hit, hit me up on, uh, I'm on IG mostly at, at Cam G the Coolest. That's K-M-G-T-H-E, Coolest. You'll find me on there. 
uh, posting about my whatever I'm doing. <laughs> bad, bad. So yeah, yeah, man, we got it. That's what's up. Cam G the coolest. Hey, yeah. Yeah, LT. Yo. Who's fighting? Who's fighting? 